I'm Carrie Dozer, and this is TGen Talks. Cancer. Although it is the second leading cause of death in the United States behind heart disease, nearly 40% of all Americans will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their life. At TGen, researchers are not only using genomics to develop more personalized treatments for various types of cancer, but researching the origins of cancer in the body trying to create better and more effective tests for cancer, because earlier diagnoses mean better outcomes. On this episode of TGen Talks, we'll meet a new faculty member at TGen, one whose dream is to develop that better test, a simple blood test to find cancer as soon as it starts. Dr. Christian Tomasetti, it's a pleasure to meet you. Welcome to TGen, by the way, and thanks for taking the time to talk. Of course, thank you. Thank you for having me. You are pretty new around here. Can you tell me a little bit about how long you've been with TGen and City of Hope and what it is that you do here? What's your title? Yes, so I've been here for two months and I'm the director of the Center for Cancer Prevention and Early Detection at City of Hope. Also professor and director of the Division of Integrated Cancer Genomics here at TGen, as well as professor and director of the Division of Mathematics for Cancer Evolution and Early Detection. Uh, in the Department of Computation and Quantitative Medicine at the Beckman Research Institute at City of Hope. You sound like you have a pretty long title and, and a lot to do. Um, where do you spend most of your time? Yes, yeah, so I spend a lot of time in both places. Uh, we are opening the center for essentially for cancer early detection and prevention. And the idea is that uh, today, even with all the research that has been performed um, in cancer research, unfortunately, the mortality is still very high. In fact, just to have a number, uh, since 1971, when Richard Nixon declared war on cancer, uh, the decrease in mortality has been, in cancer mortality, has been 20%, which I personally find uh, disappointing. So I don't, I don't think we, uh, we definitely have not won this war yet. Uh, due to some research uh, I did with some colleagues in, uh, in the last uh, 10 years, we have discovered that um, a lot of cancer is not caused by environmental exposures or inherited factors. Now, those are important. I'm, I'm not saying that they are not. We don't want to smoke. We don't want to expose ourselves too much to the sun. But, but it turns out that there is a major fraction that actually is just part of uh, the normal processes acting in our body. Uh, cell division, really. And when the cell divides, it uh, has to duplicate to make a copy of the DNA. And when making a copy, cells are not doing this perfectly. So there are a few mutations every time. And so it's like, a, depending on luck and where these mutations hit our DNA, you may end up in the long term with cancer. And so having discovered the, how, how large uh, this uh, is, the, the role of this normal um, cell division processes, um, it became apparent that if we want to um, have an impact on cancer mortality, uh, we need to find cancer very early. Because if cancer was caused by just by smoking, cell exposure, and so on, um, the recipe would be we prevent these exposures and we are done. And this actually was the message until 2015, until this, this discoveries that we made. And, but that is not the case. You know, there is, in a sense, a civil war inside of just our cells functioning normally. Uh, the idea is that you can discover tumors and, and cancer um, early, earlier than what is done today. And 
there, there is a lot of um, data out there showing that if you find cancer uh, at an early stage, uh, local, then you essentially can, with surgery, remove it and you're done with that. And in, uh, in breast cancer, for example, uh, uh, more than 98% of the patient population uh, after uh, five years is alive if the cancer was found at a local stage. Uh, that changes dramatically if the cancer is found in stage four, metastatic, and all of that. So I, I think that that is really uh, where we're going to make uh, the most progress. And, uh, and so a cancer center like City of Hope, uh, I believe, should benefit from having a center that focuses on, on early detection of cancer. Most people who know about TGen and about City of Hope think of both of these institutions as those that help to fight cancer once it's found rather than prevent it um, or detect it. And, and your, your emphasis is, well, it's the other half of that equation. Yeah, and, and it's exactly this combination of TGen and City of Hope that's uh, why I'm here. To do cancer early detection, you need uh, methodologies. And today, what is very exciting is that we are really um, obtaining those methodologies. And uh, the, the most uh, typical right now, it's a blood test. It's a simple blood test, something that you can envision taking once a year, mm -hmm. uh, the doctor's office. And, uh, and the blood test has the ability to find um, uh, essentially uh, cancer across various, you know, the all major cancer types you can think of. And, <clears throat> and at an earlier stage than, uh, than what you would do when you have symptoms. And this, uh, there are already, uh, there have been prospective studies showing that this is working. And so the idea is to continue building better and better methodologies. And TGen is uh, an amazing place for building new technology and uh, you know it's a sequencing powerhouse and, and not just a sequencing powerhouse but there are experts across the spectrum uh, you know cancer biology all the way to yeah bioinformaticians and and the combination of tgen uh, with uh, the clinical you know outreach that something like uh, city of hope has uh, represent a really a perfect uh, setting for for this center in some ways, your resume is a little different than that of most of the researchers here at TGen in that your background is not in science or, or genetics or medicine. It's in math. Yes, math has been in, in my blood. It, it, can, it runs in the family. And uh, initially, I, I'm from Italy. I, you probably can tell from, I sensed. My, from my very <laughs> thick accent. But uh, so I, I guess in Italy, um, you know, the economy is not the the American economy and uh, with mathematics you, you can't do really a lot of things and so for practical purposes initially I actually went into math applied to finance uh, but then pretty quickly I discovered that it wasn't providing me with um, what I thought for me was meaningful or particularly meaningful and I always believed that mathematics has the power to really have an impact on our daily life I mean we have plenty of examples and so uh, during my PhD here in the United States, I discovered this application that was cancer. And so understanding how cancer happens and all the way to detecting cancer. And so that's why a mathematician can be in a cancer center or a director of a center in a cancer center is because 
today, uh, cancer has become, understanding cancer has become so sophisticated that it's not anymore something that you just, you know, you cut a tissue and you look at it. I mean, that's still very important. But thanks to sequencing, it's uh, now it's about sequences of uh, billions of letters. And this this becomes, in a sense, mathematics. And so I, I love it. You said you discovered something, how mathematics connected to cancer, this discovery of yours. What was that? Yeah, it was uh, during my PhD. I was looking for a meaningful application. And <clears throat> there was some work uh, trying to understand uh, why uh, certain patients develop uh, resistance to treatment. And some mathematicians, they had uh, developed some probabilistic models uh, to try to understand why that would occur. Uh, I'll give you a simple example, actually. This is something that everyone, I think, will understand very easily. It's uh, uh, Luria and Delbruck uh, in the 40s. Uh, they won a Nobel Prize. One is biologist, one is, or, or doctor, and one is mathematician. And the reason why they won this Nobel Prize is because up to that point, uh, resist, development of resistance to antibiotics uh, is a major problem uh, still today. And up to that point, it was thought that resistance to the antibiotic was due to using the antibiotic. Well, it turns out that actually uh, it was mathematics, really, that helped us discover that that is a part of why it happens, but actually usually not the main cause. In fact, in a sense, the resistance to the antibiotics is already present before you start the treatment. And it's because it's usually due to a mutation. And so it's really a function of how big is your, in that case was bacteria, how big is your population? And the more bacteria you have, you know, the larger is the population, the higher is the probability that among them, there is going to be one bacteria with the wrong mutation, just by chance. You know, this bacteria knew nothing about the antibiotic it was going to receive, right? But just the wrong mutation, when you have millions or billions of bacteria, the probability that some of them may have the wrong mutation, it's quite high. Now you introduce the treatment, and guess what? Everyone you know, will die but this one. So this type of work and some continuation of this work is what inspired me to, to do my part using math in cancer. Are most people surprised when they find out that your background is in math and not in science, per se? Oh yeah, I mean, this is, uh, to some, it's, uh, you know, how can you, how can you say anything about cancer? You didn't go to school of medicine, right? But then, um, well, for example, right before moving here, uh, I was an associate professor in the Department of Oncology at Johns Hopkins, which is uh, a very good school, a very good university and cancer center. Uh, this has to do with what I was mentioning before, which is today, um, understanding reality has become so complex that there are many questions that can only be answered with tools that are mathematical in nature. We hear a lot about AI, for example, right? So you may have an engineer that, um, you know, does, doesn't even need to have a driver license technically, as long as he understands, you know, neural networks and so on, he may be able to build, I mean, I'm making an extreme case, but the point is um, the part is mathematical here, it's, uh, it's so large that it certainly makes sense in today's uh, scientific uh, field, you need a, a major effort by mathematicians if you want to make process uh, progress. Otherwise, 
you're not even going to understand the, the sequencing data you, you get. What does it mean to have a population like that at City of Hope and the research power at TGen to combine to answer these questions? Yeah, that's, uh, I would say it's fantastic. It's, uh, I, I won't mention names, but uh, I was considering other opportunities, uh, very well-known places to do research. In a sense, I, I gave up maybe what academically would be uh, the dream uh, position of any professor of any field. But um, I did it because um, I felt that if I followed that direction, I would have done, I'm sure, lots of cool things, but I would have been just a typical professor. And what I feel uh, TGen and City of Hope are providing me here is with the opportunity to do something that really has a, is, can have a major impact on the, on the population in terms of cancer mortality. Um, what I love at TGen is like there is essentially no red tape. It's, um, it's, it's really amazing. Uh, you have to experience it to, to really understand how, uh, how cool it is and, uh, and how people relate to each other. I've been in, uh, you know, my postdoc was at Harvard, I was at Hopkins, uh, the typical setting where every professor has his lab and, and, you know, you have some very famous professors and don't, they don't talk with each other, mm -hmm. or they are competing against each other, yeah. you know, this is, uh, and, and do the, the red tape bureaucracy, this is, this is just uh, all out of the window here. And the focus is, let's, let's get this, you know, done and let's make this happen. Um, you know, a, lo a lot of research um, runs into the risk of becoming a, a paper and that maybe someone may read and, and really have no impact on patients. Here, um, I, I, I get, you know, it's, it's the opposite. Here, it's all about having an impact and uh, the paper comes, it's important and we do that, but that's not the goal. Do you ever wonder what you would be doing today if you hadn't made the decision to to practice math for science sake? Ah, that's a great question. I I, I think uh, if I didn't decide to do the you know to apply um, math to medicine, um, I guess there would be two options. Uh, I would be in one or two places. Either I would be in Italy, probably uh, teaching math to uh, in high school. Uh, or where I was, where I started, uh, um, you know, whether it was Central Bank or uh, European Central Bank or, or a major financial institution, I think, I think that would have been, uh, you know, those would have been the two most probable options. And yet now you're talking about curing and preventing and detecting cancer early, which is a pretty big switch. I, I agree. It sounds kind of incredible. But, but life, I, I think this is the beauty of life that when you follow your passion, and I have to say, I'm, I'm Italian and I love my country. I, I, I always miss it and love that. But the United States is uh, it's an incredible place in terms of uh, the opportunity that provides you to really, if you, if you want to accomplish and, and try to reach a goal, to really open doors for you and give you those opportunities. So yeah, I'm living, a, I'm living my dream. What would you, is there anything that you would want people listening to know about um, the future of cancer research at TGen, whether it is on the detection and prevention side or whether it is on the side of, of um, proposing a better, uh, more personalized cure, what would you want people to know? 
Well, first of all, I, I want people to know that, um, I hope this doesn't sound just cheesy, but I feel people really care. Uh, I think people don't come to Tijan uh, if it's about themselves. Uh, I think people come to Tijan, as I said, if they want to have an impact. It's really, I think the name that Jeff chose when you know this institute was founded is perfect. It's translational. That's 100% the focus here. My dream is if uh, five years from now, uh, this blood test is available and, and people are using it and going to the doctor once a year, and we are finding cancer at early stages, and we literally like uh, go from you know, terrible mortality rates uh, that we still have today to significantly smaller ones, um, I, I, I will feel I've, I've reached one of my major goals. And independently of whether this happened, you know, specifically through my effort or as part of my efforts, it's, it's and, and everything in both in science and in, in any field happens because of having a fantastic group of people working together. So it's never about one person. Dr. Christian Tomasetti, welcome again, and um, thanks Thank for your time today. Thank you very much. TGen, the Translational Genomics Research Institute, is an Arizona-based nonprofit medical research institute dedicated to conducting groundbreaking research with life-changing results. TGen is an affiliate of City of Hope. You can find more of these podcasts at tgen.org slash tgentalks or on Apple Podcasts. For TGen Talks, I'm Carrie Dozer.